Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. In this episode, this member is not sure if he should start with putting his properties under his personal name or under a corporation. We explore the pros and cons of each option. Have a listen. What I'd like to do is just try to um, introduce myself, get to know a little bit about you and your real estate investing journey, and see if I can help point you in the right directions and get you started. So um, it's just an opportunity to to, uh, help you out. Um, Maybe you can tell me a little bit about your uh, investing journey to date, and then, um, you know, what you're looking to do in the next, uh, you know, six to 12 months. Sure. So I am a fairly new investor, Quentin. I started last year, right? Uh, reading a line and it was just hit me on the heart, like saying, if you have only one job, you're this close to a poverty line, right? And that is what I was doing. So I live in Mississauga here mm-hmm. and uh, I came to this country almost 20 years back, right? Back and forth. I was, you know, in, I, I work in the capital markets field, uh, so we, I work for CIBC and we design all the trading applications and stuff. So I was back and forth in US and Canada. So we settled back in Canada in 2010. And from then on, I've been here, bought a home in 2013, pretty much life took on. I have a six and a three year old, you know, excuses, you know, it was like, you know, just going through the life, right? So suddenly something hit me last week, last year, like, what am I really doing with my life, right? Is it just nine to five job? Is it something that I really want to do? And then I started taking real estate investing, educating myself, taking this seriously. I worked with a mentor. So I was working with her closely, understanding and, you know, working through the mindset, working through what I can do, the strategies I want to choose and stuff. So, and I took action this year. So I closed on a property on the 4th of February last month. I am investing in Hamilton. Okay. And specifically in Burr uh, strategy mm-hmm. and for second suite conversions is what I want to do. But I'm also looking for that third unit, the garden suites, or we call as ADUs now, right? Yeah. So I'm looking for niche properties where I can find big lands and then actually build upon that. So I happened to close on a property in Hamilton uh, in February, and that's a 40 feet by 200 feet deep lot. Okay. Right. So with the vision that in the future, I want to build a detached structure at the back of the house. So I'm working through all my designs right now to actually have, you know, a sewer line ready up and a water line connected. I'm upgrading my water service lines and all that stuff preemptively to make sure that I have roughings for the third unit. So come five years or four years down the lane, when I'm ready to build it. I have all these things pre-planned. So it's easier than actually, you know, going through my cutting my basement and going through my basement again and again. Right. So that's what I've been working on. Are you, um, are you currently converting it to a second suite anyways? Yes. Yes. I am doing that right now. Right. So I already got the permit approved in city of Hamilton. It's going to start sometime this or next week. The demolition is going to start this this time next week. And it just so happened that in the same street, six houses away, there was another house in sale. I got an offer put in, got that done. So now that's closing in April. Oh, awesome. So you've got two conversions on, on the- On the go, right? The other one, the beauty of the other one is um, like you have the zonings, right? In Oshawa and stuff, we call R1, R2s. We have C, D, and E. 
CD is up to two uh, dwelling units in uh, Hamilton. E is a specific one, which is only on that particular block, which is the new one I got. It's like a semi-commercial. It's basically, there's an apartment building right next to it. There are a bunch of low-rise apartment buildings right uh, opposite to it. So I can actually do two or more dwelling units. So that is again a 43 feet wide by 200 feet deep lot, 8,000 square feet. And you do, um, and you were saying like the idea was to do a garden suite with this one. It's the idea is to do a garden suite as well. As but, well. Um, I think that um, uh, you said that you're doing a conversion. Can you put two units in the basement? Uh, no, not in Hamilton. The thing with the new one that I'm closing in April, I spoke to the building department. I can actually build a triplex. Mm -hmm. So there is the house right here on the new one. There's right behind it, there's a detached garage right now, uh, I can actually build a tri triplex with just basic, you know, I don't have to go crazy on that and no minor variances and stuff, but I can actually go up to six units if I need to, but of course, a little bit of planning, a zoning variation has to apply because it's not wide enough and stuff like that, right? So there is a potential of actually building more if I play my cards right. Um, what's the uh, cash flow like on both of the properties? Uh, the the uh, it's basically I if I uh, don't include my uh, vacancy maintenance and capex, yeah. the one that I closed in February was about four hundred and fifty dollars of cash flow, and uh, the other one, the one I'm closing in April, is about two hundred one fifty to two hundred of cash flow. The only caveat being I will be property managing them for the first at least two years because I'm actually going to do a complete renovation. Then once I keep scaling, then I would just, you know, kind of give it to the property management. Okay, so it sounds like you're focusing on Hamilton then as your, your main value. Initially, yes. Initially, okay. yes. So that's that's fine. As long as you, the, the idea is to, to develop some geographic expertise or whatever it is, right? Right. Um, my only caution for you is that don't um, don't invest too much money in, in the pre-planning uh, phase. Do the stuff that's behind the walls, but don't do the stuff that's expensive on the dig side in the, in the ground on the other side. Just because it's, um, you don't know how long it will take to get the actual build, like, the thing, and I mean, we have different rules that apply in different municipalities, and I, I can't predict, it could be like six months from now, or it could be like six years from now before Hamilton yeah. approves the process. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been to lots of places, including the, like the 407 is a great example. Yes. Right? It, they announced it like 10 times before they actually built it, and it took 20 years of announcements before it was done. So. Right. Yeah, every place is a little different. So I just want you to be careful with that as you're kind of going through this. Exactly. And I was going through your one of your uh, webinars too, like from Durham, the highest and the best use, right? Okay. To be honest, the highest and the best use is building something at the back. But A, right now, I don't have the experience to do a new build and I don't have the money. Right. Because, you know, that is a little bit more. I want to do that with the refinance five years down the lane where I'm just, you know, running the property. For now, I just want to do a second suite, have a detached garage, so I have some income from there and keep running. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's good to be able to have a future best use in mind. Yes. Uh, you know, for now, that can be the best use for you, but it, you, you at the back of your head, know that you're going to be doing, you know, something a little bit exactly. more in the future.
I had a question for you, Quinton, sure. and I wanted to get you pick your brain. I was looking at your podcast too, uh, your recent podcast. You're talking about incorporation to an investor. Yeah. It might not be the same case because you're talking to someone with, who was doing a bad trust agreement. Yeah. Right. So the first property I closed in February, I did that, which is in uh, the one that I already have in February. I did that in my personal name. There's no way of going to the corporation because wanted to get a feel of it. Why is you open an incorporation for the first property, you know, kind of a thing. So I said, you know what, let me just do the first one in the personal name. The second one that I'm closing in April, because I might have a potential of building more or, you know, kind of going the incorporation route, I was kind of leaning towards, can I try and do this with a bad trust agreement? The mortgage I have, I'm still waiting on the mortgage approval with my broker. So that's one thing. So we're trying to do our best on that. Otherwise we have to go with the B lender. Right. So, but I was trying to think, can I do a bad trust agreement? Is it worth it? Because I do want to scale up. If you ask me a number, I don't know, I can't give you an exact number of how many properties I want to buy this year, but you know, once I refinance is when I can start looking for another one, maybe six months down the lane. So that way I can, I don't have everything. Like corporation was basically where I can scale up. It is not in my personal credit, right? That's what I'm actually kind of looking to start. Or, but the thing is that you're not going to accomplish that with the way that you're doing your financing because um, the way that you're doing your financing is you're putting it in your personal name anyways. So yes. unless you do it corporately, it's going to appear corporately. So if you're, um, you could, you, you could have the first one in a bear trust and the second one in a corporation. Yes. Um, and then that way, you know, especially if you're going to continue to grow, um, having it in a corporation is quite beneficial. But um, when you're working in the one to four unit range, financing, you know, you really limit your financing options. If you're already going with um, uh, a, a lender that will allow corporations, you might as well use it, yes. right? Because you're using your room with that lender anyways, you might as well use it and put it in a corporation if you are intending on growing the, the uh, exactly. portfolio. But like I, I'm not an accountant, I, you know, it's not my, my background, but I can tell you from a, like a, as a real estate investor and kind of what I like to do is plan out my next move, right? Or my next few moves, right? If you're gonna continue in the one to four space, you're gonna run out of room. Right. Um, but if you have it corporately, when you go to another lender, because it's on title corporately, they won't see you, you know, that you're you've got that under your personal name and it's a separate corporation. Right. You're still going to have to personally guarantee it. There's still going to be those components to it. But you won't see it. So um, if you can get it corporately, you might as well put it in the corporation. If, it, if they won't allow it, then that's something different. Right. The main reason I didn't get it corporately is just because to get the financing, right? Right now I'm in a bit of crunch to get the financing mm -hmm. and getting on my personal name is the is a possible option. Like I, I don't want to just muck the process right now saying, oh, you know what? I got the approval. Let me try corporate. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm a bit. The next one definitely going to be under corporation, kind of get the title, the mortgage, everything is going to be under corporation. Only for this one is the title and the mortgage will be have to be the personal name. I've tried a trust agreement and my corporation is the beneficial owner. So right. the challenge you might find with the trust agreement, like uh, people probably don't talk about too much, is that if you go back to the same lender next year and you're asking, they ask for your T1 generals and they're not on your T1 generals. 
and yes. it's on the corporation, you're going to have some explaining to do, right? Yes. Um, and that'll be challenging, especially if you're going to continue with the same lender. Um, it, it might be okay if you're using up some room here and then go to a different lender, but you just got to be careful. Um, you, you need to talk to your mortgage broker to plan that process out. And I think the one that you're using actually is kind of good at kind of looking at different pieces and putting it together rather than just working on the next deal. Gotcha. So, you know, just make sure that you're um, planning those those next steps out, uh, especially when you're thinking about that um, you know, being on title or not being on title. Right. Right. For me, it's six months later, I have to refinance. Otherwise, my whole burr is based on the refinance part, right? I have to. Yeah. And I have to show the lease mm -hmm. with the new rents. My question was, what name do I put the lease on? My name or the incorporation name for a bad trust? Well, it doesn't really, like, honestly, the lease is really, you could have it as a property management company. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, uh, from, from um, you know, uh, title perspective, you would put whoever's on title on the on the lease, yes. right? That's me. But, yeah. yeah, but if you're thinking of it, uh, it's not if you have a bare trust. You're, if it's a bare trust, it's more like the corporation is. Yeah. So the only time that really comes into play if you go to the landlord tenant board and you just bring your agreements with you. If there's Got other it. questions, right, 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 right. Yeah. Other than that, it doesn't doesn't really matter. Exactly. Other thing is though, if you're you're trying to get another mortgage personally next year, then and you have a lease that has a corporate name on it, it's going to look fishy. Exactly, yeah. exactly. My goal is to maybe just transfer the title and the mortgage to incorporation when I do the refinance in six to eight months. That was my initial goal. Yeah, so just be careful because you're going to have a um, tax consequence that's going to be part of that because you're moving it from personal to corporation. You could do like... Um, so you, you mean with a bear trust, you still have a bear yeah. trust. Okay. Yes. So that should be okay. You've got to be careful though. Um, if you don't deal with a lawyer that's familiar with it, you may have, yeah. uh, they may try to charge you the land transfer tax. So, um, right. so you have, when you close on the mortgage, you're going to have a bear trust agreement that says that you closed on it and you're in trust for the corporation. And when you go to refinance, you're going to refinance it into the corporation. You're going to have some legals, additional legals that you're going to have to pay when you do that. But you should be able to show the bare trust agreement. And, you know, and just to kind of double, double, double off on that, you may want to um, send your accountant the trust agreement before you close on the property so that you show them that the intent was always to have it in that bare trust agreement. Gotcha. Right? Don't do it, you know, that way at least you're, you know, you've had that communication with your accountant and gotcha. it, it, if that was the intention, at least you have like a, a paper trail around that. Gotcha. Um, in fact, I also called up the Ministry of Finance today in Oshawa. That's a land transfer department. I actually, actually explained the situation as them, what is the right way in this procedure? So they gave me, they literally nicely gave me, okay, you have to support, do an affidavit. You have to have the bad trust agreement and the deed. Once you do that, after you close, send us that, post us this document. So it is in our files from the start. And when you're really ready to do that, then do it. I don't know if it's good thing or a bad thing, but. I, I, I personally don't like sending the government documents unless I have to. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was thinking too. But you know, I just thought of, you know, you know, like if you're, if you're concerned, send it to your accountant. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, or send it to your lawyer. Like, I, right. like I, I just think that you, you, I don't, I prefer not to give the government ammunition to try to investigate something because it's like, you're just like, hey, I did this. Or great, you told them, but it's kind of like, you know, now you told them, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. It's just that the bear trust was just a stopgap. I don't want to do this bear trust for all the properties in the future. It's just a stopgap so that this might have a potential for a six unit. So, you know, it's, you know, that's what I'm trying to look at the potential in the future. I don't have to do double land transfer tax, right? That's yeah, it. yeah, you want to be careful. I mean, the... It's not such a bad thing. I've done Section 85 rollovers from personal right. to corporation, so it's it's not that it's uh, you know you have to pay some legals and the land transfer tax. Yeah. But I mean, at least you you know you're still able to move it into a corporation. And, and in fact, I'm I'm recommending people start to look at doing that because I believe that there is going to be some changes to capital gains or some other taxes that are going to be coming along in the next you know year to two years. So right. maybe even sooner. So moving it from a personal name to a corporation could be advantageous, advantageous from a tax perspective, right? Right, exactly. So uh, there's just something to keep in mind that you want to, uh, you know, that you may want to to do. Um, the first property that you have in, as a, you know, you may want to consider that as well. Of that means then have to pay the land transfer tax. From my no, no, I mean like have a bear trust. Just have the bear trust on the first one. I think I've lost the window because I haven't opened up the incorporation at all. Like the real estate corporation, I haven't opened it. Oh, okay. Like I'm just, that's why I wanted to actually talk to you today and then say, do I go this route or that route? I haven't opened my real estate corp. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you definitely have to have the corporate. Yeah, so that's why. So first property is gone. The February property that I close is out of the, that's that's thrown out, right? So. It's not like, I mean, you could still do a Section 85 rollover from personal to corporate, but like, again, it's, you're going to have to do a title change in order to do that, right? Right, right. Like so to the corporation. Exactly, exactly. But um, when you're doing, just a reminder though, when you're doing um, like, to buying a property, fixing it, refinance, and renting it. Make sure that you're you're not going into a fixed rate mortgage, right? Okay, you've got to go into a variable rate product because that way you're only paying three month interest penalty. Make sure you're aware of what the penalty is to break the mortgage, and then you know it makes it a lot easier. I've had people that have um, you know they've talked to their bank person or their mortgage person, and they said, "Hey, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm going to refinance it in six months." Right. And then when they go to get financing, they talk to them again and they go, oh, well, like this, the five year rate is like one point eight nine. Like go for the five year fixed rate. It's it's lower. Well, right. if you do that and you go to refinance and try to break the mortgage, you're paying thousands of dollars, oh, to, exactly. you know, even like tens of thousands to try exactly. to break it. And it all, my, all my stuff is on a variable rate right now. Uh, yeah. The one that I'm applying as well. I'm kind of debating once I do a refinance. Once I move everything into corporation, maybe try to do a fixed or, you know, that's something that I can think about, you know, when the time comes in about six months or eight months, right? So. Yeah, I think that, you know, you'd be in a good position if you've added some value to the properties, you know, I think that's, that's always uh, helpful. Thank you so much, Quinta. Thanks for your time. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to my conversation with our member. I hope you got some valuable information out of it. If you would like to create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing, make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com.
Until next time, I'm Quentin D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to GetRealWealthy.com.